This episode of the Power Connect Podcast is brought to you by EV Charging Summit Nexpo, North America's largest EV charging summit. To learn more about the event, go to evchargingsummit.com. And our goal is not to become the predominant hosting place for EV charging. Our goal is just to be the best at it when we can do it. Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis, episode 65 of the program, rolling along as we put a bow on the EV Charging Summit Nexpo Series pre-conference edition. And I got to give a huge shout out to one Miss Meryl Morris. Make sure you check out her podcast. We posted that yesterday. Just an absolute incredible experience thus far. I've had a lot of fun and I've really gotten to know a lot more about where we're at on the EV charging infrastructure side of things because there are so many things that go into EV charging than what we think of just, hey, plug, play, go, boom, done. No, there's a lot more to it. And of course, obviously, we're going to cover that over the next three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at the EV Charging Summit Expo. But having a chance to kind of meet a host of folks get a chance to talk to them across the spectrum uh, when it comes to where they're at on the EV charging kind of ladder, so to speak, or just where they're at in the the supply chain infrastructure, what have you. But getting a chance today, and and again, one of my all-time favorite interviews, I don't care what industry it is, one Mr. Daniel Siegel, Vice President of Business Development for Simon Property Group. And of course, you're saying to yourself, Simon Property Group, why does that sound familiar? Well, because probably you've been to a mall. And if you've ever been to a mall, chances are it was owned by Simon, and you had iconic... Uh, maybe an iconic shopping experience, or you went to an iconic property, let's put it that way. I mean, an iconic iconic shopping experience. Well, we'll save that for another time. But look, what he's doing, what him and his team are doing when it comes to the amenities of shopping, because we all know the importance and and kind of what online shopping has done. But look, I'm a guy that still appreciates a good in-person shopping experience. Daniel and his team know that and understand that all too well. We're going to talk a little bit about why uh, that's important to have these amenities, the importance of the infrastructure and what's how Simon Property Group plays into that, and why it's important to be a safe, trusted partner uh, when it comes to EV charging and why that is important for consumers. And then finally, kind of what does the future of shopping hold and where does EV charging fit into all that? And of course, then we'll talk about his panel as well. So a lot of great stuff. Again, can't thank the EV Charging Summit and Expo people enough. It's going to be a fun three days. Again, this thing kicks off on Wednesday. And again, if you haven't gotten your ticket, I'm sorry for you. Like I said in the post yesterday, she's got the hottest ticket in Las Vegas, folks. That's one Miss Merrill Morse and the EV Charging Summit, folks. The, the event is sold out, but it will be online at some point. So go to evchargingsummit.com to find out more about that. But without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Without further ado, Daniel Siegel, Vice President, Simon Property Group. Simon is is the premier kind of global owner of retail real estate. We're, we look at our real estate as places where it's more than just a place to shop. We want people to spend time there. We want them to create some memories there. We want them to have good experiences there. And, and we know from, from our results and such that shopping in, in, in stores is still really the preferred way that people like to shop. In addition to being more sustainable than online shopping. The interesting thing about our portfolio is that our, our well-positioned, our better positioned centers, like the one in your market there, the Houston Galleria, for example, they're thriving and they will continue to thrive in the future. Generally speaking, our centers tend to be the top performing centers in their respective market areas. 
But even though the, the top centers in their respective markets, we have been putting an immense effort and investment into these assets to ensure that they continue to appeal going forward to shoppers. And among many things that we do, renovations, enhancements, upgrades, expansions, uh, even building the occasional new center, we've been adding a lot of amenities that appeal to the shopper base. EV charging is one of those amenities. That's the way we look at it. Now, if you kind of pull back and say, what's what's it look like? What's the real estate portfolio look like? There's about 220 owned and operated U.S. centers, uh, Simon centers that are like, including an array of iconic properties in top 25 U.S. markets. Across the centers, we see about 2 billion plus shopper visits annually. I would say we see more than 2 billion plus shopper visits annually. And the nice thing about our portfolio, Fred, is that we have a mix that ranges from these iconic luxury centers and top tier centers from King of Prussia in Philadelphia or Dadeland and Sawgrass Mills down in uh, in Florida or Roosevelt Field up in New York or Copley Place in Boston to Delamo in Los Angeles, the Houston Galleria, and the list goes on Stanford Shopping Center in the Bay Area. In addition to those iconic top tier centers that are so well known in the markets and in many cases are destinations, we also have an array of other types of centers, value-oriented centers, if you ever see premium outlets. Oh, absolutely. All, all premium outlets are Simon centers as well. Really? As well as the Mills centers. Oh, so you guys got it locked down here in Houston. I wouldn't say we have it locked down, but I would say that we're the preeminent uh, and, and kind of the leader in global retail real estate. Well, I guess what I mean by that is when I say like from an outlet standpoint, I mean, I know you've got the premium outlets. You got we've got one just south of Houston. We got another one in Cypress. And then we got the Katie Mills, uh, yeah. which is, you know, and again, all three very, you know, and, easily and look accessible at those versus, say, the Houston Galleria in your own market. They're all they're all very different. Very much so. Built to different large shopper segments. And I think that that's the beauty of the company. You said something about amenities, and of course, again, given the online uh, onslaught, but I'm like you, I enjoy uh, an in-person shopping experience myself. Now, one of those amenities has to be EV charging, right? I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. Why is EV charging, given that it's an amenity, but on top of that, what makes it so important and imperative to the Simon brand? It's interesting that you say it's an amenity because we feel exactly the same way. When we look at our centers and when we look at our shopper base, we want to build things and places and experiences for them that they want to utilize in the communities where they live, part of their lives. What can we do to enhance and make that visit to a shopping center even more creative than dining, shopping and such? And EV charging fits right into that slot. There are, there are real advantages for Simon to, to hosting 
EV charging sites and EV charging infrastructure providers. And we do have a, a, a real best in class mix of, of those providers. But Simon, Simon's real estate is well suited for this particular purpose. And I saw that back in 2011, 12, when first got into these conversations. We have large integrated and extensive parking facilities. And those parking facilities are in places where shoppers are familiar, they're feeling safe, they go there often, it's a comfortable, good place to be. And as they're charging their vehicles, whether at a level two charger or more predominantly in our case, level three charger, there's lots of amenities for them to just walk and go get to very easily. Dining, shopping, you know, take a break, what have you, just go look around. There's there's lots of amenities. So it's a great place to host. We feel like it's an amenity that's increasing in its demand for the communities and the audiences that we serve. And it all just makes sense. And we're bringing it to scale and we're putting a lot of effort behind it. How important is it that a brand like a Simon can help facilitate that infrastructure issue and kind of, you know, fill a void that suddenly in five to 10 years, now all of a sudden Simon is one of the leading EV charge destinations in the entire country. I would argue that it's just, a, a, it's, it's real estate that is well suited to host these EV charging infrastructure companies. Okay. Familiar with all the pieces and parts that go into developing real estate type in uh, investments onto on our property in particular. We're very detailed in the approach we take. But the reason I think that we're attractive to the EV charging providers is we can help them scale up their business quickly, number one, across a broad swath of the United States in particular. Number two, it's places where their drivers are familiar and comfortable and, and feel good having an experience in a shopping center versus pulling off a freeway, having to go into a, a gas station or pulling off a freeway and having to go into the back of a, a warehouse store. All, all fine places for EV charging. And, and our goal is not to become the predominant hosting place for EV charging. Our goal is just to be the best at it when we can do it. What's been the feedback that you've gotten thus far on the EV chargers that you've been putting in? And tell us a little bit about how that process has gone. Interestingly enough, the feedback I hear is often very secondhand. It comes from mall management teams mall managers, marketing directors, property uh, operations folks at the field level. Why? Because drivers come into the mall management offices and they want a certain type of charger. I drive a Tesla. I would like to see Tesla chargers here. I drive a, a, a Volkswagen. I drive a BMW. I need to see, I'd like to see an Electrify America charger here. They, they literally come in and ask us all the time. In addition, uh, there are places where there's a lot of them installed and there's never enough. There's waiting lines to get to use them. So we hear about it very organically. And when I say from the ground up, I truly mean from the ground up. Yeah. It filters up to me and then, you know, we, we are able to target um, 
key areas. And the key is we rely very heavily upon our partners in this effort. And if you're interested, I can kind of give you a sense of who those partners are. No, please do that because, and, and, and then I want to also kind of jump on uh, uh, this idea, or not necessarily the idea, but I want I want to get your thoughts on, and, and you've touched on this already a little bit, is that you know, and, and this is the the common refrain, and you and I talked a little bit about this before the recording, is that you know, look, this is still a nascent industry, right? And so everybody's still growing along with this, and so you know, what are and, and it doesn't surprise me that you know that's been you know the two things, and we 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 talked to Andreas Lips from Shell Recharge who's going to be part of the keynote panel, and I asked him, I said, you know, what are you hearing? And he said, look, they just want it to work. Like, uh, uh, regardless of anything else, just make them work, right? And so in your estimation, you know, and, and, and touch on who the partners are, but is it as much about just making sure that, look, we just need to make sure that we have the chargers people want and that they're reliable and that we don't need to do any more overthinking than that? Brett, you just answered your own question. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. I'll be back in a few minutes. The reality is we're, we're the host. We're not operating the chargers. We're not operating the queuing. We're not doing any of that. What we are doing is hosting the chargers. And you're right. I'm assuming the EV drivers just want to know they work. They want to know that if they work with a proprietary charger, whether it's a Rivian or a Tesla, they can come to a Simon Center and charge up. They want to know if they have any of the other open source charging options that they can come to a Simon Center and charge up. Our, our, we, in turn, very carefully vet each one of these EV charging infrastructure partners before we start working with them. And we believe that we have already some of the best-in-class providers. So we have Tesla, we have Rivian, we have a very large partnership and a great partnership with Electrify America, with EVgo, and ChargePoint. All of these companies work with us across multiple centers and do a fantastic job. Now, does that mean we're not going to talk to the new the newer players, we're going to talk to everybody and we're going to vet them and we're going to watch that industry grow. And when somebody new and premier comes into the market, we're going to partner with them. That's the way it's going to go. Uh, but for us, it's about making sure that we, Simon, as the landlord, host best-in-class EV charging infrastructure partners. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. All right, we'll start winding this thing down. Um, last thing as it pertains to the Simon side of things, as we look, and, and you've already touched on it, I mean, the you know, the evolution of shopping has changed, the, the, the things that you guys have to do in addition to, you know, like you said, it's not enough to just have a clean bathroom, which does go a long way, um, but there's got to be a lot of other aspects in there. The food court better be, you know, do, I better have some selections. That being said, how does EV charging fit in with kind of the future direction of what Simon is doing as not only do you guys, you know, evolve with the way we move from A to B, but how we shop from A to B? So it's interesting to ask that question. It's not just the future, it's today too. Yeah. 
Simon centers are very trusted places. Our audiences go there multiple times a month to discover new stuff. And it is up to us to continually refresh and evaluate and have that tenant mix and that amenity mix on a center-by-center basis so that we can remain market leaders and meet the needs of all these communities that we serve across the country. To that end, we have put an immense amount of, and I I don't want to jump too far out of my lane because I don't know the exact numbers, but our portfolio management and investment is very active. We have spent billions over the last several years constantly evaluating, upgrading, enhancing the properties that where we, you know, host all these various amenities, stores, restaurants, services, and activities. So we're creating, we want to create places that are not only attractive, but that are unique and fun for the audience. There are sustainable places where people can go to to shop, to play, to eat, to live, to work. All these things, it's multi-use. That's where we're headed. And we are kind of building, operating, and curating retail real estate destinations that we believe will be attractive for decades into the future. That's what we're doing. And EV charging fits right in with those objectives. Right? No, it absolutely does. And as long as you don't have any of those Spirit of Halloween stores creeping up, you're going to be just fine, right? You know, I'm not going to spend any time on your podcast degradating what is probably just a very fine retailer. Uh, EV EV Charging Summit Expo. That's how you and I came about. Uh, And again, we're we're bringing home the series with one Mr. Daniel Siegel. We couldn't do it with a better person. Uh, You will be speaking on the Friday panel, uh, Navigating the Complexities of the Next Value Add Real Estate Asset, which, look, if you guys haven't been paying attention for the last 30 minutes, shame on you because you've pretty much uh, alluded to a lot of what uh, that means. And so I guess, you know, I guess in a, a nutshell, what we've already talked about for the last 30 minutes is kind of going to be uh, in, a, in a condensed version what you're going to talk about uh, in Vegas. It's an interesting panel. The objective of the panel is to talk about in the context of all these people and stakeholders, if you will, in the EV charging industry, how does commercial real estate fit in? Yeah. And, and, where, and, and we can talk about you know, different types of commercial real estate. There's going to be office pe- folks there. There's going to be residential folks, multifamily folks there talking. There's going to be folks that are driving the back end of the charging infrastructure itself. And we're going to be talking about how both the commercial real estate owners like us and the audiences and the users how do we best position the various assets to fit in the overall ecosystem of EV charging infrastructure so that as EVs continue to be sold in greater, greater quantities as a percentage of vehicle fleets uh, in the years to come, that we are preparing an infrastructure that allows them 
to recharge just as gas stations do today, facilitating point-to-point travel, facilitating you know, ease of, of recharging. And there's an interesting term that I've heard that EV guys use a lot. They talk about relieving range anxiety. Oh, absolutely. So by relieving range anxiety, we're, we're putting EV charging infrastructure into place at our real estate that helps people feel comfortable going from point to point to point and uh, without possibly running short of a charge. So we feel like we're just part of a much larger ecosystem. And what we feel and what we hope our partners feel is that our real estate, our shopping centers, our multi-use facilities provide the type of place where the drivers feel terrific and comfortable going to do their charging and get some other stuff done. Of course, I'm hoping they go in and and buy some food and buy some clothes and do all those things at our retailers because that's what I'm trying to drive as well. But most importantly, it's a safe and positive environment for them to be spending their time charging. If it's 45 minutes or if it's two and a half, three, four hours. Thank you for that, Mr. Daniel Siegel. You can catch all of the Power Connect episodes as well as all the EV Charging Summit Expo episodes over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on the website, thepowerconnect.net. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, and we know that a lot of you do, leave us a five-star rating. Why? Because it helps with the algorithm, and we just think we do a dadgum good job. All right. Next time you see me, we're going to be posting over at the EV Charging Summit. Make sure you follow me on LinkedIn, Fred Davis and the Power Connect. That's Fred Davis and the Power Connect. Give us a follow. Connect with us. Let's 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 break some bread. Let's uh, you know. Let's have a coffee or a club soda or two or three. Who knows? But I'm looking forward to it. The EV Charging Summit and Expo. It's going down Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll be there Thursday and Friday. A little bit of Wednesday night as well. So it's at, it's Vegas. You know, maybe we'll throw a hundred dollars down on San Diego State winning the entire Final Four again. I don't want to talk about it, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. This has been the Power Connect Podcast. Connecting the energy transition, one conversation at a time. Wake up, all the builders, time to build a new land. I know we could 